everybody. This is Eric Elliott, founder of Refocus Nutrition, and I'm back with another episode of the Refocus Nutrition Podcast. This week, we have on a very special guest. Uh, we have on Natalie Newhart, who is a f- nutrition coach within the space. Uh, she works with people from all different industries, whether that be CrossFit, physique, you name it. Um, but Natalie is also known or infamously known um, for testing positive um, as a former CrossFit athlete in 2016 in which she received a two-year ban from CrossFit um, from competing in any CrossFit sanctioned events. So we talk a lot about that. We dive in deep about why she chose to do what she did um, and ultimately how she's evolved her life and changed herself uh, for the better since then. And now Natalie is devoting her life her life uh, and career to helping others within the space. And she's making a huge impact positively in that aspect of things. So we talk a lot about that. We talk about the mindset behind training, but also how to, how to know uh, when you're overtraining within CrossFit and, and getting back to that realm. This is going to be one you don't want to miss guys, but if you find this interview, you know, helpful, insightful, um, and something you want to share, please do share it on your Instagram page and on your Instagram story. Take a screenshot, tag myself and Natalie, um, and we're going to help obviously build this podcast to be bigger um, so we can get bigger guests on all the, every single week. And not only that, um, we're also going to be able to share Natalie and other stories to more and more people. So if you could do that, share it on your Instagram or leave me a five-star rating and review. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. But for now, here's the interview with Natalie Newhart. And we're back, guys, with Natalie Newhart. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name uh, correctly. Is that right, Natalie? That's right. It's like Bob Newhart. <laughs> <laughs> so Natalie is a former CrossFit Games athlete, uh, she is a nutrition coach herself, as well as a CrossFit coach, if I have that correctly. And she's uh, she's also into the physique world uh, currently as well. Um, she's one that Chastity got me onto her uh, actually not that long ago, and then I had to do some research on her. And before we kind of go down that rabbit hole, I'm gonna let Natalie kind of control the the uh, the story, I guess. Uh, in terms of how people see her, because I, I think it's super important that um, people get the full book of you uh, and not just a specific chapter that you may or may not be known for, right? So mm. tell me a little bit about, uh, about about yourself, Natalie. Who are you and how did you get into where you are now and into the fitness industry in general? Okay. Um, well, I am 33 years old and I... I uh, got into CrossFit back like, mm, man, probably like 13 years ago around, you know, when I was like 20, 21 or so. Um, and as soon as I had tried that out, you know, I got into it, you know, cause of course I wanted to get in shape and, you know, I had a wedding coming up <laughs> and, um, and I found that, you know, I found out about CrossFit, uh, at a rock climbing gym. I was, you know, always been active, always been competitive. And I found out about CrossFit, drank the Kool-Aid, dude. And it was like, I had just gone to school for like, um, environmental science, you know, and was touch- but it was kind of a nerd, you know, as far as like outdoors go. And, um, as far as like working out there. And, um, I ended up, I, you know, I had a good job with the government. And once I found CrossFit, I got, I got hooked real quick, you know, and it <laughs> seems to just like most people, it seems like, and, um, and I ended up, uh, you know, setting my sights on going to the CrossFit games pretty quickly. Um, you know, I realized that, Hey, I'm not going to make it unless I dedicate my life to this. And so I, I just, you know, I went all in like I usually do. I, <laughs> I quit my, I quit my job. I moved to a new, new town. I opened my own gym was just like, let's do this. You know, like did not really think about I don't know, just kind of everything involved in it and, um, worked my butt off to, to get to the CrossFit games. It probably took me a few years to get there. Um, being a smaller athlete, I've always, uh, always been kind of at the bottom, you know, as far as being able to hang on to, you know, big weights and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, I ended up making it to CrossFit games in 2013, I believe. Um, 
which was awesome. Then I came, you know, tried to go back and I hurt my back, got injured for a year. And then 2015, 16, I, I was, you know, um, competing again. And I just always missed the bubble. I was like right on the outside. And I think it was in 2016, it was, um, I mean, you know, to make a long story short, it's just like I, I was trying to do everything I can to, um, you know, I was obsessed. I, in order to really, you know, do something that you're driven to do and like you're just, you won't take no for an answer, you, you know, you just kind of do whatever it takes, you know. And I, 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 what I did is I, I wasn't making any strength gains. So I hired a coach, like hired different coaches. I moved to a different state. I, you know, I, I dropped my, my gym. I like, I, I left it for my partner to run and I moved out to Ohio to go work out, work out with um, the strongest coaches in the world, you know, um, over at Westside Barbell, because I, I knew that like, that's what I needed to work with. And, um, I hired a nutrition coach. I hired a mindset coach. I mean, I did it all because I just kept failing as far as like, I was just under the line, like just, you know, um, not able to punch that ticket back to the CrossFit games. And it was always like a matter of strength that was holding me back. And, um, you know, it was just like, I was in tears. Training just became, I don't know, just very not enjoyable. Like it was not enjoyable. I was in tears every single day. Um, I was running my body into the ground training probably six, seven hours a day, doing everything I can to, you know, to just do whatever I had to do to give me the best opportunity to make it. And, um, my coach, uh, you know, rec, you know, he was like, Hey, you know, um, what I, I think you're just not recovering, you know, after not being able to make not qualifying in 2016, I believe it was. And, um, you know, I was suggested to try out some, um, performance enhancing drugs and I knew nothing about it. Like, and I always, man, I've always been the person that's like, Hey, I'll never touch that shit. Like I will never touch it. You know, that's not me. I I'll work my ass off like any day before I do something like that, you know? And, uh, you know, it's just funny. It's really interesting when you get desperate enough, when you want something bad enough, uh, you'd be surprised what you'd be, what you'd do, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And plus, I mean, I, I trusted this guy. Like I, I trusted this guy. I loved him. And, um, and ultimately it was my decision, you know, I mean, nobody was pressuring me to do it. It's just, he, um, you know, I was just, um, that's how I was introduced to the, even the idea. Cause I never even thought like I should even like anybody actually thought of doing that, you know? And I mean, yeah. So anyways, um, I ended up, you know, taking it, it was Anavar and, um, it was a pill, like this little tiny pill thing that you take every day and, um, dude, it was in three weeks, three, four weeks. Yeah. My, my numbers started moving and not changing anything else. Uh, and things were very fun at the time. I was so used to crying every single day and, uh, you know, throw, I was really, I was about to throw in the towel. I was either throw in the towel or take this, um, take this drug. And, um, and yeah. So anyways, yeah, I just, things started moving. I started winning competitions left and right. Like, I mean, I just started performing very well and it was, it was fun. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. Like I was at the top, like people, um, you know, people wanted to talk to me. They wanted to sponsor me. They wanted to send me to camps. They wanted to train with me. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, people want to just give you stuff and, be your friend. And, you know, just because you're, you're winning everything all the time and you, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just fun. But, um, anyways, uh, let's see. And right. Kind of like it was right during the peak, you know, of all this going down, it was actually the, the first week of the open. And I think it was 2016. And, um, they, you know, I got an email and a phone call saying that, you know, Hey, uh, you know, you're going to be drug tested, you know, um, can you meet here to do the, the, the P test? And anyways, I, I got, went through that and, um, 
it was probably the most stress. Man, it was like definitely the most stressful time of my life. Yeah, I can imagine. Eight weeks. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, I was embarrassed. I couldn't I couldn't lift my head up anywhere. Look at you know I just I went from just everything was amazing in life. You know, you just felt like a god and just just everything was just perfect, right? Everything that you had dreamed of, it was happening. And then within a, like a blink of an eye, it was like, I literally felt like I, I should probably live in the street, like in the gutter, like I should be living in the trash can. I mean, it's just no joke. Like I just felt like just such shit, like just embarrassed and ashamed. And I just, I, I, you know, I just, I couldn't walk around. I couldn't look anybody in the eye. I couldn't shake somebody's hand. I couldn't walk into a room without my head hanging low. I mean, it was just, you know, it was just terrible, you know, and, um, I had to get through that. And the way that I thought the best thing to do, uh, was to, you know, put my focus on something else. Working out was what I was good at. And so I ended up picking up bodybuilding. Um, and that was a very bad choice, but, Honestly, like I, you know what my entire story, I love my story. I don't, I don't regret any of it because it's made me who I am today. Um, and, uh, I've just learned a ton, you know, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that here this whole entire time I was chasing this status driven life, you know, this fame or this six pack, um, and thinking that that was going to make me happy if I had a po if I had a trophy in my hand you know, or if I had a certain number of, you know, people following me and it was just a very, there was still an empty feeling every time you, you know, whether you stood on the podium or not, or if you had the most shredded body or not. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that, man, like people think that, you know, having these things will make you happy, but really, you know, um, finding some purpose and some fulfillment in life in, and sharing and caring for others like genuinely has, uh, I don't know, just been a huge, huge mindset shift, um, as of recently. Absolutely. Like, I think we could pretty much end the podcast right there. <laughs> you like you, yeah. you went over everything. Uh, I kind of, I mean, you, you touched on a lot of things there, but like, I think what you said at the last point was, you know, extremely impactful, um, and something that I want to definitely dig into when it goes through, all of that, though, um, reading, you know, at, in the aftermath of you getting your, your three-year ban for testing positive and everything like that, um, take me through that time period of, of that training from 2013 to 2016 before you got caught and, and how you made that decision um, to eventually start taking PEDs. Uh, I know you said in your in your blog you didn't even know what the word meant, like you or the acronym meant yeah. PEDs at the time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But how do you how do you go about that? And not like I know you might not think that people are like that still, but I think there's so many people that are 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 feeling wrecked and feeling like they have in term in terms of improving themselves within their fitness realm, feel like they have no other decision than than to do you know to go down the PED route or what other options there are for people that way? Yeah. Um, so like I said, it's just, it's a, it's a matter of desperation, right? You know, you don't think that you would ever go that route totally. until you want something so bad. But the thing is, so wait, do you want me to um, talk about my training? Like, or yeah, and I think that like you you, you kind of hit on something that I, I I thought was important too the 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 desperation and, and take me through that mindset from 2013 to 2015 too because like you said like everyone talks like you kind of talked about this desperation and within uh, within professional sports we demonize athletes specifically who are who are are caught for performance enhancing drugs but. I think uh, one of my my old baseball coach actually said to me, and not that he was an advocate of using performance enhancing drugs, but he was like his he was told me one day like you know if if you could if you could ask your accountant if he could take a magic pill and it would make him oh, yeah. much better at his job and he would make thousands of dollars more. How long do you think it would take before he he swallowed the pill? And oh, it's, yeah. it's so true, right? You would you would 100%. do it in seconds, right? But as soon as we go into athletics. Now we demonize these people 
and put them on a pedestal for doing what we would have done in a job that is just a different realm, right? So take me through that that mental aspect for you from 2013 to 2015 because I know you just missed you missed going to the games and I think in 15 by a spot Mm -hmm. at regionals if that's right yeah yeah and yeah I mean you're that's exactly right it's like you know but I mean I as far as training goes like I did every single thing I possibly could you know like I said I mean I was I switched programs I you know because I was in a spot where yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get my lifting numbers up. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, I didn't know this. I didn't realize this, but I realize it now, but I was just training like a madman. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what you have to do in CrossFit because there's so many things to get good at, right. Yep. To be good at. Yep. Um, and, but I, you know, you just, you're like, okay, well, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. I'm going to do it. And then I got to do more because I got to beat my competition. Right. I got to get ahead somehow. And so I was training, you know, probably six, seven hours a day. Um, and numbers were not going anywhere despite just, you know, trying, driving my body into the ground. Um, and so when, you know, when the training wasn't working, I looked us elsewhere, you know, I looked at for a different coach. I, I tried different nutrition protocols. I, I literally packed up and moved to Westside Barbell and I lived in a like $300 apartment with bedridden bugs. And, um, or what do you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Like bed bugs. And, um, I just lived there, you know, and I, I just did whatever, uh, Louie told me to do because he told me he would be able to help me get stronger. And, um, you know, I, yeah. So like I did that, I hired a, mi- a mental coach, a mindset coach to help me. Cause I was like, well, maybe it's something wrong with my psychology. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, I did that. I, you know, and I, 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 seeked out every opportunity as far as training goes, like training with Sam Briggs and Nicole Holcomb and Margot Alvarez. And like, you know, I, I put myself in every single position opportunity that was going to allow me to be my best. Right. And I really like, I just, I, I was willing to do whatever it took as far as that goes, you know, and, and never once did, did, did the drugs cross my mind. Not once, you know, cause like, I didn't know why I wasn't getting better. I was like, I don't know why, you know? And then like, and here I see like Camille Blanc, like PR in her strict press. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. But like who PRs are strict press these days? Like not at that <laughs> level, you know, like that stuff doesn't move. Um, and, uh, I mean, not, I'm not saying anything, you know, I'm just saying yeah. that like, you know, people were getting stronger and I wasn't. Okay. And, um, I just, I, I couldn't do any more. Right. So it was like the end of that regional. Yeah. 2015. I was like, there's nothing else I could have done. I could have not have worked any harder. I, you know, I just, that was it. And if that wasn't good enough, then I'm not good enough is what I pretty much told me like, or mm-hmm. told myself, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, so I, I, you know, I was like, look, this is it. Like, I don't, you know, and, and that's when, um, my, uh, friend coach, whatever, you know, um, uh, you know, said, Hey, you're not recovering. That's why. And I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? You know? Um, and that's when, you know, he mentioned, you know, Anavar and that, that could be an, an option, you know, if I wanted to try it. And, um, I, you know, I, of course I trusted him, you know, I wouldn't have done it probably if I just, you know, if some random, uh, person on the street told me, you know, some, I, I trusted him and I knew he wanted the best for me that we were in this together. And, um, and so I was like, okay, yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, I, I we had the call. I, uh, we talked about it. I, you know, I, I slept on it. I talked to, um, a friend about it and I was like, okay, yeah, like, let's do this. I'm in. And I was scared, but I didn't really realize what the repercussion were. I did not know. Okay. You don't really realize like what kind of shit you're getting yourself into. And nobody can really warn you. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think anybody can really warn you. And even like the, the shit that I did go through, I can't even tell you how, just how shitty it was. Um, and I, I definitely paid the price and I will always pay the price from here on out. Um, you know, and in fact, I just, I recently was going to do a nutrition seminar at a gym and, uh, the lady, uh, she had read my blog and she said that I wasn't deserving to, uh, talk to her members. 
and it hurt, you know? Um, but you know, like it's made me who I am today and I've learned a ton from it. And you know, the, the thing is, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we are all, well, first off, we are all going to make mistakes. We all have those skeletons in our closet or, you know, it, I mean, it's no different from cheating on your husband or your wife or, you know, um, cheating on your taxes or stealing something or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Like we do things that we are ashamed of. They're mistakes. You know, we all have our own mistakes, but I think it's, you know, what matters is you learning from them and using them as an opportunity to grow, right? How can I turn this shitty thing that I did and turn it to an advantage, you know, somehow. And for me, it's educating people on that shit's not worth it, you know, because, you know, it's just, you know, it's the reason why it's not worth it is because it's because of that, yet that you think that doing that, you are going to, um, you will be fulfilled. You know, mm-hmm. if I take this and it helps me stand at the podium, then I will be happy. But it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Like it just, it's just not worth it. It might, you might be happy for a little bit. Yeah. Rah, rah. Like I'm, I'm the freaking best, you know? And, but it's just, um, you're still, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's still empty, you know? I totally agree. I think, and you see that now as a coach too, like, um, once, you know, you have that perception within, within coaching people that, you know, once I lose this 20 pounds, then I'll be happy. Once, once I make $80,000 a year, then I'll be happy. And we're always postponing happiness, right? Like we're just pushing it. We're kicking it down the road a little bit. And then we get there. We haven't actually identified why it is that we wanted that 80 grand or that 20 pounds. And we're left kind of hollow inside. Like we haven't figured out who we were and why that mattered to get there anyways. Right. Like, and it, it just, like you said, you're happy for five minutes, but then you're kind of left with this, like, yeah, well now what? And then you have to move the target again down the road so that we're always pursuing happiness, but we're never actually happy. Right. 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 And I think that, yeah, I mean, I think the pursuit of it, I think we should always never be satisfied. I mean, I, you know, I feel that like I am perfect as I am now, but I am not wanting this life forever. I always want to be improving my mind, my body, my Mm -hmm. fitness. I always want to be improving in those realms. But, um, I know that achieving X or having X six pack or whatever, isn't going to bring me happiness for me. What I've learned and because I feel like I've, I've been at the pinnacle of performance and aesthetics that the best thing that fills me up is helping people. It's giving back. And dude, I was the most selfish person for the last 10 years. When you're an athlete at that level, you have to be, 100%. it has to be your life, right? It's all you think about. It's, I mean, your world revolves around that, you know? And it's, it's just crazy. You shut out friends, family. At least that's what I did because I was obsessed. And in order to get there, you kind of have to be crazy. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and it's just interesting because I, and that's the reason why I think I felt so empty. You know, I never thought I was like, man, why do you know what these people, they talk about how, like, uh, when they give when they give, they, they feel the most happiest. They, you know, that, um, being uh, generous gives them happiness. I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, I don't even understand what they're talking about, you know? And, and now I know, now I know it is the most fulfilling thing in the world to help somebody with whatever strength it is that you have, you know? Um, and I think for me, my strength coming out of this is knowing that, well, I mean, I have a few things, you know, because I doing all that stuff, like the, training my butt off and, and, um, you know, then the bodybuilding of eating less and then also the PEDs, it destroyed my health. It destroyed it. I don't know if you've seen pictures, but it's like, I look like I got beat up. Right. (laughs) And, um, and you know, that's something that a lot of people, um, 
are on their route to doing if they don't learn a smarter approach. And so that, you know, I believe that I was put on this earth to show people, hey, look at what I went through. Like, you don't want to go through that. You know, I became pre-diabetic, hypothyroid, got adrenal fatigue. I mean, all of it because of because of this, you know, and PVs was a big part of why it got so bad because it just destroys the communication in your, you know, your, your system, your metabolism. Yeah, absolutely. Like I couldn't agree more with you in terms of like the cost of, of everything going there. But not only that, like I think, um, whether like, I know Jason Phillips always says like, you know, us, us coaches often end up being like the most fucked up people. Um, yeah anyways right because we're speaking from experiences that we can actually help people out um yeah so when it comes to when it comes to some actual practical advice that people can take away um because like i don't know how much you you knew at the time like did you know a ton about you know natural recovery strategies um back in you know 2013 and how would you how would you treat that if you were treating yourself today now that's now as a coach oh my god gosh oh my gosh dude this is this is a very big shift that i have gone through within this past year um okay i mean like seriously like within the last year um so i have always been go hard or go home right Mm -hmm. i will outwork you any day and I'll die trying. Right. Cause I mean, dude, that's what, what's what everybody says, right? Like yep. that's what all the motivation videos say. Just okay. I freaking brainwash myself. I literally brainwash myself to thinking that stuff. It is so hard to change my mindset on that. <laughs> and, um, so it's, it's interesting because now I've got to pick and choose. How am I going to use that strength that I, that I have built up like that, that discipline, that drive, that perseverance, because I know that it don't work, you know, when it comes to like, you know, physically training your butt off. Um, and that's a trap that I, or that's a, that's a pattern that I have is go like that, go, go, go until, you know, I'm forced to, you know, my health takes a hit or I can't, you know, or I have to stay home cause I'm sick or something like that. Like it's, it's just, um, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Like the the practices that I do now, I I've cut my training from thirty hours a week to five. Um, I walk, I walk on the treadmill. Okay, like I I never used to. I used to go to the gym, and I remember thinking, like, what are these people doing? They're <laughs> walking. They walk. They come to the gym to walk. I'm like, they don't know what what what's like. They have no idea what to do. Like these guys, they're pathetic. Like they're lazy. They're so lazy that, you know, they don't know how to work hard. Like I literally would go in there and just like immediately be judgmental about that. Um, And it's just like, man, I was so close minded, you know, like I, I literally looked down at people if I didn't think that they worked hard enough, that they weren't, you know, you know, passing out on the floor because they just finished some workout, like, you know, gave it everything they got. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, now, you know, yeah. So I walk, um, I do, uh, meditation. I take, um, I go to the sauna, I just sit in the sauna. I love, Oh, you know what the best thing is? I've gotten back in touch with nature. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, like I started the podcast, I used to be into that and man, there's nothing that is more like freeing than to be out in the woods without the phone and you just like, just breathe and like listen to the birds and stuff. It's just, it's just amazing. Cause right now, like, I feel like we are so go, go, go that people forget what it's like to even have like silence, you know, or be okay with it. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. I think you, you kind of said that like last week I had Brandy Juan on and she, her, her big quote or her big takeaway was like, when was the last time you weren't in a diet, right? And when you weren't trying to actively lose weight. And mm-hmm. for, for you, like what to me, to me speaks to what you're just saying there is, when was the last time you were going about your day where you weren't going from thing to thing in a rush? Think about that clearly. Yeah. Like, like so many times you're like, I have this appointment in the morning and then I have this later on and then I have to get from here to here to here to here. And then I got to yeah. take my kids to this and like, 
there's you're you're always in this sympathetic mode until you exactly until you get till the end of the day and then you hope like hell you can sleep seven to eight hours at the most yeah. right 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 you're probably taking something just so you can sleep a hundred percent right like and we got yeah. we got and then you take caffeine yeah, yeah that we got to like we got to jam down melatonin at night to go to sleep and then like you said yeah. have pork four cups of coffee in the morning to, to wake up. I think there's a now, lot of people like that. Oh, aren't we all, man? I think <laughs> that's the majority in, and you know, that's the thing though, dude, is that, um, that is the reason why most people will never be able to like, most people will never be able to actually make that shift. Yep. I have, you know, I, I coach a lot of, I, I coach a lot of people that are, were just like me, right. I attract people like me and, um, you know, I tell them, Hey, like, you know, if, if you're not able to make this mindset shift and this is the hardest part of slowing down and pulling back, then you'll never, you'll never lose the weight. You'll never, you know, like you, 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 at least you won't keep it off, you know? And, um, it's, it's just sad because a lot of people will go through the rest of their life, not knowing, um, how to, how to rest or relax and experience life in a, in a different approach, a smarter approach, uh, just, yeah, more balanced, you know, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. We're just so, we're so addicted to it. So as a coach, you say you attract a lot of clients who are very similar to you. And I think that's, you know, that's probably true because I do the same thing with myself. How do you coach a lot of those clients who are, you know, they're not, maybe they're not games athletes, but they're, mm-hmm. they're local competitors. They like to do a lot of CrossFit hardcore, um, but are mm-hmm. starting to show kind of a lot of the signs that you talked about mm-hmm. in the previous podcast with HPA axis dysfunction um, and just adrenal fatigue. How do you go through that? And what are some like take home things that people can come away with and, and like, first off, recognizing that and then what to do if we have it? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, I think for one, educating them, right? That's got to be one. Like, I got to educate them on what's going on. And it starts with the brain, right? We're putting too much stress on the brain. That's leading to the, you know, dysfunction in the adrenals. Um, you know, that crap. Like, I, when, I, when I tell them what they're experiencing, they're like, they're like shocked that I know. Like, I'm describing their life, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I know, like, trust me, I know what this is like to go hard for three days and then you just like have no energy, right? Or you, you, you're you hungry all the time or, you know, just like, or you can't lose the weight and you look puffy every time you eat carbs and, you know, or um, your menstrual, so you're, you lost your cycle or your, you know, um, or it's irregular, like all those different things or your digestion, you're gassy, you're bloating, like, when I tell them that, I'm like, yeah, I, I know it, you know, and I also know the the addiction when it comes to checking off the boxes, making sure that you hit your two hours in the gym, that you did your your wad. And, you know, I mean, even if it's like, you know, people who are just this can be even just people going into the CrossFit gym, you know, thinking that they need like for an hour doing the CrossFit wad, thinking that they need to go hard every single time and they didn't get a good workout unless they went hard, you know, so um describing these symptoms that, um, they're experiencing, I think helps them realize like, Hey, this, she knows what I'm going through. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And this is why this is what's happening, you know, educating them with the brain and how it affects your metabolism and, you know, how it's just pretty much a spiral effect. And then how I go about changing it after that is, you know, I got to educate them. Hey, number one thing, I can't even like, it doesn't even matter if I give you supplements because you're not going to be digesting and absorbing those nutrients. So it doesn't even, it's pointless. We can't just jump the supplements. We have to take care of the root problem, which is the stress in the body. And the only way to do that is to like, you know, really pull back on training. And so when I do something like that, like when I tell them pull back on training, it's very scary for most people. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I get that. I get that. Okay. So, um, the first thing that I'll do is I'll say, okay, you know what, this is what we're going to do instead of, um, you know, well, actually first off, they're probably train training seven days, right. You know, with one, you know, one active recovery, it's still training, whatever. So I'd say, okay, on that, we're going to start with like one, one rest day. We're going to start small one rest day. And we're just going to walk on that day. You know, that's what they're training every day. And then, and then I'll say, okay, well, let's do two, let's do two rest, two, like you know, where you're walking, walking on those days. 
and usually they start to feel good, you know, like, Hey, like I, I actually feel better when I do that. Um, and then after that, I start regulating their intensity. So I'm like, okay, you know what? So now we've got five days here. Okay. I want two of those days to be green days, which is, um, so if you think of a stoplight, green means go, go hard. Yellow means easy, you know, slow down. Red means rest. Okay. So I say, okay, we're going to do two green days and, um, three yellow days. And so in yellow, what I want you to do is I want you to have fun. I want you to just like, I want it to be relaxed. I don't want you to push it like intensity wise, or sometimes I'll tell them, Hey, you got to keep your mouth closed when you breathe, you know, during, during the whole workout. But really I kind of want them to just go in and have fun. I want them to be playful. I want them to do like stupid shit in the gym, you know? <laughs> and, um, that usually they like that, you know, cause it's like, okay, I can still get my workouts in, but we're going to pull back on the intensity of it. Um, so we'll do that. And then also on the, on the red days, I do challenge them. So instead of, um, because instead of just thinking like, Oh, I'm just going to sit down, right. Like, and just sit on the couch and watch TV all day. Um, I'm like, okay, no, like red days aren't just like, a, you know, you aren't, it's not like a free for all. Like we're actually going to train your mind. We're going to do some mindset strategy stuff. So I focus on, you know, um, well, I, I talk a lot about, um, purpose, like living, figuring out what your purpose is, you know, what are you good at? You know, what, what is, what is something that you want to improve in your life? Um, can we, can we do that in a way where we give back to people? Because when we do that, they just start to feel good. Um, you know, so just incorporating more purpose in their life and then also doing mindfulness stuff like, um, <clears throat> like meditation, um, or, uh, you know, um, hot, cold therapy. So doing like hot bath, cold shower, something like that back and forth. Um, or just cold showers also, um, you know, but a lot of, a lot of reflection, I like to do a lot of reflection and because I think it's really easy to get really, um, locked in on your life and these, this little box that you're living. And, you know, it's important for a coach to point out, um, what your, what your blind spots are, you know, like, okay, this is what you say you want, but this is what you're doing. You know, how can we move towards the person that you want to become. And so doing a lot of reflection and, and stuff like that, or like habit building, you know, building routines into your day, stuff like that. Absolutely. And I think that like I've had, you know, I've had four or five other nutrition coaches come on this podcast as well. And I think you hit the nail on the head at the end there. Like whenever we're, we're talking about food, we're never actually talking about food. Like we're, <laughs> the nutrition right. is not the problem. It's always figuring out one, who you are, why you want what you want and figuring out like, what's the, what's the thing that's in inside of you that's holding you back from getting there. Um, mm -hmm. so I think that's a, a huge thing that you've been able to transform since you started coaching as well. I think that's really, really awesome that you're doing. Tell me a little bit about the, the I don't want to say the social backlash, but you know I find today in, in modern society, we like to categorize people and, as these you know black and white approach. Like if, if, something, if someone does something bad, they, were, they are eternally bad. They can, they, had, they can no longer, anything they did prior to that mm -hmm. bad thing and anything they do after is irrelevant. They're just bad. And same with white, or not white, but right. If you're, if you're doing things the right way, you know, you're always a good person, but it's never like that, right? Like people aren't that <laughs> way categorized that way. How did you, how do you change that message around? Because I think, unfortunately, like, like it or not, the way Google works, when they Google, when people Google your name, that's one of the first things that come up. And if, if they don't actually take a second and are shallow and don't learn who you are, they're mm -hmm. one, they're missing out on a lot of things that are pretty awesome about you, but two, they don't get to see the whole picture. So how do you change that message if you work at all to change it? Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I feel like, honestly, I feel like that's a very closed minded thought, um, to think that way because uh -huh. I feel yep. like everybody's got their, their shit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's got their shit. Nobody's perfect. Um, and I think it, it shows more of you and your character in, in what you do when you make a mistake like that. 
Do you own up to it? You know, and do you make the correction and change yourself? And are you, you know, are you honest about it? You know, and like from the get go, man, you know, like I, when I, when I made that mistake, I, I went out and I, I went out on Instagram and I, I was like, I, I reported to the world. I owned up to it. said, yeah, this is what I did. I feel like shit. I'm really sorry. I apologize. And, um, there was not a second that I lied about it. I haven't lied about it once. And, um, I think that is, you know, that I, I personally admire that, you know, and, too, yeah. um, rather than somebody being like, Oh, I didn't know it was in my supplements. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, okay. Or, you know, you, nobody really knows, you know, but I mean, it's just like, I don't know. So, but the thing is, I think that, um, you know, I'm not defined by that. I'm not, if people want to see me as that, then that's, that's too bad, you know, cause I've learned a lot and I feel like I can relate to a lot of people. And because I am so open and honest and mm-hmm. will, I'm not afraid to be vulnerable and stick myself out there. Um, you know, I mean, like I've admitted to it, like what else, what else are you going to do? Like <laughs> I've, I've already, you know, I'm reporting you to, to you, like my biggest, um, you know, faults and, and, uh, downfalls. And so like, I have nothing to hide, you know? And the thing is, what I think is that the biggest thing, like we were talking about earlier is that, you know, I am not my, I am not my past. I am not my possessions. I'm not my accomplishments. Um, and I believe that, you know, you are defined by, you aren't defined by like what you look like or anything like that. You know, you are defined by your, by your soul. Um, you're defined by the context of like your, your character, you know, your values and the difference that you make in this world. And I am proud to have made the shift that I have made. And I am incredibly passionate about making a difference in this world and using my past to help others from doing the same thing that I did. Okay. Or at least educating them on, on it, you know, and um, just being very real on what to expect and how it's not worth it. And, uh, you know, hopefully showing them a better way, a more fulfilling way that will actually bring you happiness, uh, a more sustainable way to training, a more sustainable way to dieting. Um, you know, and I, I think that speaks volumes is your, is your character and your integrity to, to do the things that you, you know, that you hold yourself to, um, and, and what you stand for. So, yeah. So, um, you know, it's out there, whatever, like I'm, I'm a different person, you know, and I can, I, that was my story. And I actually just posted about this the other day, actually, I think it was yesterday. I was like, you know what? I, I love my story. I used to be, I used to hate it. I was embarrassed and I, but you know what? It's made me who I am today. And I've learned, I can't tell you how much I've learned, you know? Um, and yeah, it's, uh, I'm just going to use it for the better. I'm going to turn that disadvantage to an advantage and help people. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you there too. Like and you, and what you talked about with the identity, I think so many people get caught up in that, especially from in the athletic realm. Um, like people will describe themselves at, you know, as a CrossFitter or, you know, usually people who come up into athletics, they get past that university age and they, they don't know who they were because they used to define themselves. I was a hockey player. I was a football player. And now they no longer have those avenues and they can't figure out their spot mm-hmm. in society or how they're supposed to contribute. That leads me to kind of one of my last questions, which is about that of legacy. So it's kind of a morbid question, but it's one that I think is super important um, that I think about pretty much every day. And it's that, how do I want to be remembered? If if I could be watching over somehow over my funeral, what do I want the people at that funeral to say? So I'm going to turn that question to you. What would, how do you want to be remembered? And how do you want, what do you want those people at the, at your funeral to be saying, Hey, Natalie was X, Y, or Z. Yeah, man, dude, it is so funny that you asked that. So I actually, um, I have an honor code that I wrote myself and, um, you know, as, because through this shift this past year of, of going from a status driven life to a more purpose driven life, 
um, I need to remind myself um, about who I want to stand for um, and who I want to become, right? I, I need to rewrite my story. And it's very difficult to do that unless um, I don't, unless I have a reminder to guide me, you know, because I can easily get caught back up in the, um, you know, training every single day and, you know, um, just that's that kind of mentality of competition, competition, you know, always competing um, instead of giving back. And so when I find myself in those situations, I go back to my honor code and it's basically like my lighthouse to be like, hey, over here, this is where we wanted to go. You know, this is who we want to be. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to, yeah, like, uh, the, the, the impact and the thumbprint that I want to leave on this world is, um, I have this thing where I say, okay, uh, well, yeah. So I, I you know, I want to be known as like a hard worker, obviously resilient, but the thing that, which I feel like I have already done, but the thing that I really want to, um, be known for now is, being more kind for, you know, being more kind, um, honest, authentic, um, true to my word, you know, having integrity and being very generous and having the best intentions for other people. This has been like, this is a huge shift for me, but I want to be, I want to help others. Like I want to help lift them up. And like, I want, you know, if my, my bank account doesn't say a certain number. That's okay. Kindness comes first, you know, generosity comes first. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my being real and honest with what, who I am, what I say I'm going to do, you know, that comes first. And, uh, that's, that's kind of, that's a shift that I'm trying to make right now. So it's, you know, I'm hoping that that's the impact that I can leave. Um, you know, by the time I do go, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's, it's completely different from how I used to be. Cause in, I used to be, it's all about me mm-hmm. and my training and winning and, and all that. So it's, it's very different. Yeah. And it, it, like you said before and kind of throughout is, it, you know, sometimes you need to, to really fail and do the things the wrong way before you learn how to do things kind of the right way and help yeah. other people do that. The last question I had for you, because um, I want to respect your time, is that we, you know, this is the Refocus Nutrition Podcast, and I'm a nutrition coach as well. And I got into it because I was I, I was a former journalist and was just like kept seeing people doing the wrong things with the nutrition, following fad diets and these quick fixes and things like that. So I wanted people to refocus on something else that would help them improve their lives and actually see the results that they were looking for to kind of become the people they wanted to be, whether that was through nutrition, fitness, or just, you know, mindset, as you talked about, what's one thing you think people should refocus on when it comes to, uh, whether it's, like you said, whether it's that mindset, whether it's fitness or nutrition, what's one thing that people could take away that way? To be better or to improve themselves? Yeah. Um, a good question uh to improve themselves okay so i have this thing well not this thing but like this little mantra kind of thing um and i believe there's like there's three three important things but i guess i kind of would add on to maybe one of them so i'd say so i say discipline is is the way to confidence right like you must be disciplined like that is how we build self self self-confidence in ourselves is doing the things we say we're going to do, you know, not for anybody else, but for our own sake, for our own pride, you know, to just, you know, believe in yourself. You have to, you have to trust yourself, which means you have to actually follow through with the things you tell yourself. You can't continue to lie to yourself, you know, saying I'm going to do X and then you don't do it. It's just, it, you know, it sucks. You have to, even if it's small wins, just like saying, Hey, I'm going to brush my teeth in the morning and doing that, you know, it's that in, in, eventually making it into bigger, but discipline is key to confidence, I believe. Um, and then the other thing is struggle is the path to growth. 100%. I always try to see every, um, struggle as an opportunity to learn something, 
um, to get better um, and turn it, turn that disadvantage into an advantage. Um, you know, I, easy is earned basically, you know, you have to go through the hard times in order for it to get easy. Um, and then, so, and then the last thing that I have on there is, uh, balance or sorry, uh, mindfulness is the path to balance. Um, but here I would actually kind of say, I don't know, I, I, my, you know, I do believe that like incorporating mindfulness has been huge as far as, um, taking the place of training. So from going from 30 hours to five hours, um, uh, working on myself, like my mindset has been huge for, you know, t- taking that place. Um, but I think even bigger is actually, um, giving back pouring into others has been, um, more fulfilling than any trophy, you know, any six pack shredded physique that I had anything like that. It's pretty amazing. Um, when I can really impact somebody and help them help change their lives and how they feel, you know, not just by what I say or what I do, but, you know, leaving them, you know, giving them, um, changing how they feel, you know, making them feel a different way. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with you, Nat. And like, that was, I think I gotta, I gotta really commend you for like being 100% honest. Like that is like, that's probably, I don't know you that well, but I, I feel like over the last 40 some minutes, I definitely did just because like you can tell you're not hiding anything. Like if you're being 100% authentic with who you are, and I know that's been probably a long road of figuring that out and self-discovery, but it's one that I think a lot of people through your story should help do themselves as well. Like there is a lot to be said about figuring that kind of stuff out for yourself, what you want, why you want it, um, mm-hmm. so that you can figure out where you sit in society and how you're going to help contribute to society. That's everything for me. Um let the viewers know where to find you on social because I know you give out tons of free advice on your Instagram <laughs> and keep things pretty light on your story as well. So help people find find you there. Yeah, um, thanks. It's uh, my Instagram is natalie.newhart. and yeah, I put out a lot of good like you know good content, usually pertaining to exactly kind of the stuff that we talked about, um, and then. Uh, and what was the other thing that you asked? Did you that, ask one more? No, that was just social and anywhere else we oh. could find you. I know we have your website too. So tell us a little bit about like your blog and things like that too. Oh, yeah. The blog doesn't really get updated. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many things to do. But I do have a Facebook group. And in there, I go live a lot more. And I share with you guys like my nutrition schedule, my tips and tricks. And, um, you know, it's just uh, everything that I use and what I, you know, I uh, give to my clients and stuff. So you can find it. It's the, if you just find me on Facebook, I think it's Natalie Newhart. You can find my Facebook group and there's a link to that. And um, you can, uh, that's probably the best, best information that you can get for free. Kind of get an inside look of how I, how I coach my clients and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to try to uh, link that in the show notes for everyone to, to follow along on. Cause I, I definitely think there's a lot people can learn from you, uh, not only from your CrossFit side, but your mindset and nutrition as well. So like, that's awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on again, Nat. And uh, we will hope to have you on again sometime in the future. Uh, thank you so much, Eric. I had a great time. All right. Take care, guys.